Hi, you're listening to the sermon recording podcast of Awaken Church. Awaken is a church of missional communities whose vision is to see individuals experience healing through the gospel, be raised to their fullest potential among community, and sent out to live a life on mission. You can find out more online at awakenvb.com. And if you live in Hampton Roads, we invite you to check out our worship gathering in the Haygood area of Virginia Beach, Saturday evenings at 5 p.m. Thank you for listening. I am excited to speak tonight. Uh, things, I'm a little nervous. Uh, I've been experimenting with putting together messages in different ways. Uh, uh, all the staff here at Awaken is bivocational. We all have jobs outside of Awaken, which uh, is really great. Um, and it accomplishes a lot, helps us keep um, our payroll numbers lower so we can take more of the, the stewardship and the generosity that our community gives and put that back into ministries and other programs. And, and, uh, and so that's great. Uh, but what it does is it also limits the amount of hours that we each have every week to be able to do our ministry, unfortunately. And so uh, I'm experimenting, trying to put together messages different ways. And so uh, I have like no notes in front of me tonight, which is not normal. Normally I'm like a manuscript guy. I have five pages when I preach. I've got like not even a full page of notes. So this may backfire. We may be here an hour because I have no idea what like this many lines translates to time-wise. Whereas like manuscript, I know this many pages means I'm good. So uh, we'll see how it goes. But I'm excited to be able to continue in this series, Movement. Uh, the idea of this series is this is really an identity series for us as Awakened Church. We've pitched it as that. We've told you that if you come during this movement series, you're going to hear what makes Awaken Awaken. Why do we look the way that we look? Why do we do things the way that we do them? What makes us the church that we feel God has called us uniquely to be? And so every single week, we're going to be tackling one of those things. Uh, last week, Philip talked about the difference between attractional and missional churches, and that may be new terminology for some, probably not for a lot of you guys who have been with us for a while, but the difference between an attractional church, which is a come-and-see model, right? We want people to come to us so we can show you who God is and what He's doing in our community, and then missional churches who are a go-and-be church. So rather than say, hey, we want you all to come into our church building, we want to be about our sending capacity rather than our seating capacity, and say, how can we go and be the church in the neighborhoods and networks? And so Philip did a great job of setting out how Awaken, we try to uh, strike a healthy balance between those two things. Not that one is bad and one is good, but trying to find the best of both and try to do them with excellence as good as we can as a church. So if you didn't get a chance to check that out, that uh, message on our website, it's uh, podcast is on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and Stitcher, so you guys can check those out. I encourage you, if you missed that week, to go back and listen, because that sets, I don't know what these semaphore, you're not, you're not flagging me, right? You're flagging somebody else? Okay, sorry. I just started seeing like this, and I didn't know what that meant. Um, cool. Uh, so this week, we're going to be talking about something that, again, may be new terminology for some, maybe not for others. Uh, but I want to talk about rule and rhythm. Rule and rhythm is what we're going to be talking about this evening. And specifically, what is Awaken's rule and rhythm that makes us awaken? Maybe different than, than another church who would look very similar. And so uh, this whole idea, I'm going to get into a little bit more what rule and rhythm means, but the idea is that uh, our spiritual lives are shaped by the practices in which we engage, right? Let me say that again. Our spiritual lives are shaped by the practices in which we engage. Now, this seems like a completely obvious statement, right? 
you see this at face value and it seems like, well, duh, this isn't what I came here for. I was kind of hoping to go a little bit deeper than that. But honestly, we don't treat that like it's elementary. We don't treat that like it's obvious. So if we want to draw a comparison, right, if we look at our spiritual health the same way that we look at, say, our physical health, the practices that we engage in physically affect our physical health, right? You guys would agree with that. So if you're somebody who goes to the gym regularly, who is regularly uh, counting calories and watching what you eat, you're getting good cardio, you're staying active, then your physical health is going to be improved by those practices. On the other hand, if you are somebody who does not do those things, doesn't watch what they eat, uh, as uh, we all know, not going to get too personal, but as we get older, right, the metabolism starts to go down and suddenly what you could eat, you can't eat anymore with the same consequences. And so you have that going on. If you're, if you're you know, after hours instead of going to the gym, it's an it's a on-the-couch Netflix binge as soon as you get home from the time that you go to bed. These are things that will affect your physical health in negative ways. Does that make sense, Right? We're all tracking, give me a head nod so I know you're with me, right? And so it makes perfect sense to us that the things that we engage in physically, and I'm not taking shots because I'm closer to one side of that than the other, as you could probably tell. But uh, the practices that we engage in physically, we know, and it doesn't surprise us when suddenly we have a health problem, when we look at our lives and go, yeah, that makes sense. And when we say, okay, we need to start putting different practices in my life to turn this around. And yet spiritually, we seem to think that if we just show up at the right places and don't put any effort into what we're doing spiritually, that we're just going to stumble into good spiritual health and maturity. And that's not the way that it happens. In the same way that you don't accidentally trip and fall into physical health, you are never going to accidentally become more mature, more godly, because, I mean, without any intentional work and effort put into it. And so this is why the statement that was up there a minute ago seems obvious at face value, and yet we don't live our lives as if it's an obvious statement. And so I think before we can go any more into this, we have to, uh, to just put that as our foundation that we recognize and we understand that our spiritual lives are shaped by the practices in which we engage. So I want to get into this idea of rule and rhythm. Rule and rhythm uh, is uh, how we set those practices up in our lives. So we're going to tackle that in two different pieces. We're going to start with rule first, okay? So what is a rule? A rule is a concrete spiritual practice that we engage in that forms us over time to be the kind of people that God has called us to become. I know that's a little bit of a mouthful. It doesn't roll off the tongue, but it's on the screen behind me. So a rule is a concrete spiritual practice we engage in that forms us over time to be the kind of people that God has called us to become. I'm going to key into a couple words up there. So if you don't mind leaving it up there for a few minutes, Nicole. Uh, the first word I want to key in is concrete. It is a concrete spiritual practice. When we're in our missional communities and uh, somebody tells me something like, because uh, we like to challenge one another towards growth. I'll get into that a little bit more uh, in a few minutes. But when somebody says, well, I just, want to, uh, I just want to get my spiritual life back in order. Great. What does that look like? Right? That's not a rule. To say, well, I want to become spiritual healthy. That's not a rule. In the same way, it's just, well, I just want to lose weight. Okay, wanting to lose weight isn't going to get you there, right? You have to put in concrete, specific practices that are, are going to get you there. So concrete is very important. You guys have specific uh, practice that we engage in that forms us over time, and they shape us and they form us. So we've got uh, uh, tangible spirit-forming practices that we use here at Awaken, right? We've been kind of leaning into this a little bit more lately. We call them our pathways. 
And so these are discipleship pathways that we walk in that we feel are those concrete practices that shape us. So you guys, I'm sure could rattle these off to me uh, without looking, but I need to look because I'm not as spiritual as you are. So the pathways that we walk in uh, are scripture, worship, prayer, fasting, relationship, gathering, accountability, reaching, rest, generosity, stewardship, and service. These are the main pathways. They're not exhaustive, right? You're going to come up with other things probably that, uh, that may go, uh, should be on this list as well. But these are the 12 pathways that we've said. These are the concrete practices that when we engage in these things, they shape us and they form us to be the people that God has called us to be. And so these are kind of the rules that we've given you as Awaken to help you grow in that way. So how can we use these pathways as spiritual practices that form us? So then, if that's a rule, then what is rhythm? Rhythm is the regular and repeated frequency with which we engage in these spiritual practices. Again, I'm going to key in on a couple words. The the two most important uh, words in this is regular and repeated. Regular and repeated. If you're a musician, this probably makes sense to you, right? Rhythm is something that is a musical term, and it refers to something that is regular and repeated. And so if you uh, look at a song, the rhythm of that song is really kind of the foundation that sets the tone for, for what that song is built on top of. Right? And so you can have a rhythm that is fast and frenzied. You can have a rhythm, a rhythm that's slow and steady. And again, one is not better than the other, but they define what that song, like that's the backbone of that song, is the rhythm. And so it is something that is regular and repeated. In the same way that physically, again, going back to this, this comparison that we're going to use a lot, right? If you're a gym nut, uh, then you know that you uh, see much more progress when you have a regular routine when you go to the gym, right? If you say, okay, uh, uh, my wife and I, we have uh, rec center passes, and there are times when we've gone very regularly, and there are times where we've gone not quite as regularly, we'll be generous. And so you see much more impact when you're doing something that is a set regular routine rather than it's, okay, well, I'm going to show up on Tuesday, and then next week I'll go twice And the following week, I might only be able to make it on Wednesday, right? Each of those things are good and each of those things are positive, but you don't see the kind of transformation in your physical life as you would if you had a set, regular, repeated rhythm. And so this is the same way in our spiritual lives. If I say I want to get into Scripture more, that's great, right? That's fantastic. And every time that I set aside some time to open up uh, my Bible and to read, the Spirit is going to use that time. It's going to show me things. It's going to reveal things to me. And that's fantastic. But it will not have the transformative effect in my life that having a set, regular, and repeated rhythm to walk in that pathway of Scripture would. And so those those are the two most important uh, words in, in that definition of rhythm, the regular and repeated frequency with which we engage in these spiritual practices. Uh, I want to take a look at a passage of Scripture. This uh, comes out of the book of Acts, chapter 2. And so uh, if you uh, have a Bible, you can turn with me. If not, it will be on the, the screen behind me as well. But we have in Acts chapter 2, if you're, if you're not familiar with uh, Scripture, if you didn't, if you didn't grow up uh, being in Scripture frequently, the book of Acts, it comes right after the Gospels in the New Testament, right? And so we have four Gospels, which are uh, historical accounts of Jesus' life and his ministry, right? And then immediately we go into the book of Acts, which is a historical account of the early church and the practices of the early church and what they engaged in after Jesus was no longer with them. And so Acts chapter 2, 
the way numbers work is very early in that process. So uh, we're going to look at Acts chapter 2. We're starting with verse 41. And uh, actually, I brought my Bible, but I think there's some weird uh, differences. So I'm actually going to read it off the screen, the same thing that you guys are reading. So here's what I want you to do. I'm going to tell you the quiz beforehand so I don't pop quiz surprise you afterwards. As I read this, I want you guys to look for two things in this passage. I want you to look for rules. What are concrete practices that we see the early church engaging in that are formative, that are transformative? And then there's less of it in there. I'll, spoiler alert. But what is frequency? So we're looking for rule and rhythm as we read through this passage. And then I'm going to ask you what you saw. Okay, so I'm not springing this on you. I'm letting you know. So let's read this uh, through this together, looking for rules and rhythm. Starting in verse 41, chapter 2. Those who accepted his message were baptized, and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and they ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. So I know that was a lot. But there's a lot of smart people in this room. I want to hear from you. What were some of the rules? We'll get to rhythm in a minute. What were some of the rules, some of the concrete practices that we see the early church engaging in in that passage? Baptism, yeah. Generosity, right? Selling possessions to give to those who, who were in need. What else? Eating, eating together. It's my favorite practice, spiritual practice. What else? Prayer, good. Anything else that jumped out at you guys? There's, there's, yeah, teaching, hearing, hearing good teaching from the Word, from Scripture. Yeah. Yeah, just to get, again, uh, in the temple courts, in their homes, talked about different places where they were regularly gathering. Cool. You guys got a lot of them. Was any, anything else that jumped out at you? Praising God. Yeah, absolutely. What? Okay. <laughs> so, uh, again, spoiler alert, there's much less of this in there, right? There's a lot of cool practices. Anybody pick up any, any rhythm, any frequency language that was in there? Every day, right? Every day, daily. And so we see the early church adopting a rule and rhythm that uh, governed who they were as a community, right? We see a lot of practices that they engaged in, and they were engaging with them regularly and repeatedly. We see this in, in, that, in that chapter too. And so Awaken, uh, we also have a rule and rhythm that defines our community that we feel like is something that God has called us to, that shapes us into be, uh, to be the community that he's called us to be and the individuals that he's called us to be. And so there's a reason why we call Awaken's three core values, we call them rhythms, right? So our three core values, our three rhythms here at Awaken Church are healing in, raising up, and sending out. Those are the three values that define our community, healing in, raising up, and sending out. And I'm going to talk about those very briefly today because actually for the next three weeks, we're going to be hearing about each one of those rhythms. We're going to be hearing uh, every week we're going to tackle one. Because again, that is key to who Awaken is, why we look the way we look, and why we do things the way that we do them. And so these three values that we've called rhythms because we feel like these are the things that we need to walk in regularly and repeatedly in order to be shaped into the, uh, the community that God has called us to be. They define who we are. 
Uh, so one of the things that Philip mentioned in, in the welcome uh, is that we are a church of missional communities. And so if we are to be a church of missional communities, and we want our community and the individuals that belong to it to be healthy, uh, then we need to set rules and rhythms for the community as well as challenge our individuals to have their own set rule and rhythm. Does that make sense? We're going to have some rhythms that we engage in as a community, specifically within our missional communities, and then we're going to encourage individually for you to have a rule and rhythm for your life. And Philip used this language already, but what we call that is we call that a gathered rule and rhythm and a scattered rule and rhythm. So we have a gathered rule and rhythm that we all participate in together, and then we have a scattered rule and rhythm that is we challenge you to have a set rule and rhythm for your own life when you are uh, not gathered together with the community. Does that make sense? And so as a church of missional communities, we have uh, these three rhythms, these three values uh, lived out both communally gathered and individually scattered. And so I'm going to take a little bit of time uh, uh, and look at each of these and say, okay, if we want people to be healthy, we have to walk through those in different ways. And so first we have our healing in. So I'm not going to spend a lot of time on the rhythms themselves. I'm going to let uh, talented people do that for the next three weeks. But healing in... Uh, is the idea that God wants to bring transformation and freedom into every area of your life if you'll just allow him the space to do it. God wants to bring healing into your life if you'll just give him the space to do it. This rhythm is all about our relationship with God. It's about our communion with God. That's what healing in is all about. And so we uh, gather in, uh, for, for healing in, we do that in a gathered way, and then we encourage you to do it in a scattered way. So for most of our missional communities, most of our missional communities, the way that they practice healing in together in a gathered sense, most of them, most of them use this worship gathering, Right? We are a church of missional communities that all of which gather together once a week to worship together, to sing songs, to hear stories of what God is doing in our communities, to hear teaching, to be challenged, to worship together. We do that as a community. And so most of our missional communities do not have a worship gathering of their own. We gather together to have our worship gathering together here. But that's not the only healing in that takes place within our missional communities. All of our missional communities, and if you're in one, you know this very well. If you have not gotten a chance to check, out, uh, check one out, you're going to get an uh, insider's view tonight as I talk about these things. But we also uh, engage in spiritual practices together in our missional communities outside of this worship gathering. And so we do things like reading scripture together. Uh, we have things, discussions around that. We pray together for what God is going uh, to do in our communities. We have um, different ways that we encourage healing through our missional communities. At the same time, again, that's a gathered sense. We want to, every one of the, the, the people that call Awaken Home that belong to our missional communities, uh, or if you just attend this worship gathering, we want you to set up a rule and rhythm in your own life where you see a pattern of regular and repeated presence with God that brings healing into your life. And so in an individual sense, this is going to look different than a communal sense. In an individual sense, uh, we have those pathways worship. How you sh your only worship practices should not be when we gather together. What does worship look like for you when you're not gathered in this place? What does it look like? You don't have to, you know, pull out an acoustic guitar and sing songs to yourself, right? 
Uh, you can, some, some people do it with, uh, I was going to say Caleb, radio is dead, right? You guys know that, right? You do it with Spotify and Apple Music now, right? But I think there's still, I know there's still some, some Caleb uh, fanboys out there. But, uh, so you can get worship in other ways. Worship is not excuse, exclusive to music. When we spend time uh, in scripture, when we spend time in prayer, we are engaging in individual scattered acts of healing in, those practices, those pathways that we walk in. So we have worship, scripture, prayer, fasting, engaging in regular times of rest and stewardship and generosity. These are all ways that we individually should have practices set up in our lives that reflect those, a rule and rhythm for all those things. The second core value uh, of Awakened Church is raising up. And raising up, we define as, as it's a belief that the gospel was meant to be lived out among a community of believers, right? So that we were not meant to go alone as Christ followers, that we must try to fight against this idea of American individualism that tries to separate you from the people around you, right? And say, no, we were meant to live out the gospel among community. So raising up is all about your relationship with other Christ followers, with other believers in the body of Christ, and uh, specifically within, within your local church. And so how do I engage in practices that help raise me up, right, that I am raised up and am made more mature and more healthy as I spend time in community with other Christ followers? And so gathered, right, in our missional communities, we live out this rule and rhythm in, uh, in, in different ways. And so, if you, again, if you're not a part of a missional community, you're getting an inside look tonight. But every missional community has what's called a discipleship core. And this discipleship core is made up of members of that missional community that have uh, intentionally decided to in- go deeper together in relationship and accountability and discipleship. And so they are groups of people that have uh, banded together to say that we are going to share our lives together and meet in more intimate spaces than kind of the more social spaces that the, the rest of the missional community times uh, reflect that we're going to engage in specific discipleship together. We're going to hold each other accountable. We're going to challenge each other towards growing, towards being healthy, and challenge each other towards what it looks like to lead and to, to multiply missional communities. And so every missional community has a discipleship core that exists within that for that specific purpose. Uh, but we also encourage you to live out a raising up rhythm individually. And so what does it look like for you as an individual to set a rule and rhythm in your life that uh, engages other people from the church. For a lot of us, it is simply belonging to a missional community, right? That's one of the easiest, lowest hanging fruit that we can give you. If you belong to a missional community and are re- uh, regularly engaging in your missional community life, then you are regularly participating and raising up with one another. Uh, we also have the, the pathways relationship and accountability, Maybe it's not in an uh, organized sense like a discipleship core, but maybe you have people in your life that you meet with regularly in order to have deeper relationship with one another and hold each other accountable towards growth and being healthy. And so these are things that you do outside of your organized gathering times that you live out individually in your rule and rhythm. And finally, the last uh, the key value that we have at Awaken is what we call sending out. And sending out is the belief that every Christ follower is a sent person called to partner with God in his mission of restoring all things. And so again, these are things that we engage in both gathered and scattered. And so in our missional communities, that looks like a lot of different things. The way that we practice sending out in our missional communities can look a lot of different ways, right? Uh, We have uh, a lot of those look like brunches. 
where we encourage uh, not just Christ followers, right? Not just the missional community, uh, not just the awakened church believers, right? But how can we set up times where we invite our friends uh, and people that we have relationship with that are not Christ followers to belong to a community of people who do love Jesus and love one another and want to show them the love that he has for them. So maybe it's a brunch that you set up. Maybe it's a fish fry that you set up, right? Maybe it's uh, just a community meal that you put together, a cookout that you invite other neighbors on your street or you invite people from work. How can you uh, create what we call it Awaken shared tables, right? Where you have people that don't know Jesus that are coming into contact with a community of people that love Jesus and love one another and are living out the gospel together. Uh, It could look like a community Easter egg hunt where your missional community goes into a local park. This is something that all of our missional communities have done, uh, almost, uh, is, is to go into a park and say, okay, we're going to host an a, a Easter egg hunt from the, for the neighborhood. And so flyer, let people know that it's there, and it's something that you're not asking for anything from them. Just come. We want to do this to engage with you, to let you know that we're here, and to let you know that we want to do something to build beauty into this neighborhood. Uh, Maybe it's a movie night where you set up a big screen in your backyard and you invite people from the neighborhood to come. One of the most exciting things about missional community is how creative you get to be, right? There isn't just one way that sending out looks, right? We we do that in all kinds of different ways. We had a missional community that met in a park a few years ago. And so the way that they practiced sending out was that uh, once every other month, they would go into the, the, the park and they would just clean up the park. Painting, picking up trash, inviting people in the neighborhood to come play kickball with them, right? How can you bring the presence of God into that neighborhood? This is also something that we encourage you to do individually, right? Scattered. And so what does your sending out rhythm look like as an individual outside of your missional community? This is where we have, again, some more, uh, some more pathways that kind of lend itself towards that. Pathways like reaching, right? How are you uh, reaching out to people that don't know uh, Jesus and investing in relationships with those people, right? Everybody uh, in here, I've said this before, this shouldn't come as a shock, but we want you to have healthy, active, genuine relationships with people in your life that don't know Jesus. Hopefully that doesn't come as a shock to anybody in here. Uh, Service is another way of we can practice sending out together, right? How can you just uh, serve somebody else that you have a relationship with? It could be something as, as weird as paying for the person behind you at Starbucks, right, when you're in the drive-thru, right? Something random and anonymous. It can be something like mowing your neighbor's lawn when you mow your lawn just to show them that, hey, this is just a way that I can take care of you and let you know that I'm here, let you know that I care about you. Creating shared tables together. How can you... Look for times in your life that you can bring together people in your life that know Jesus and people that don't. Not as like a project or an ambush, right? But to be able to engage in genuine, loving relationship and community together. And so to close out, uh, uh, we have a couple challenges uh, that I want to give you guys. And uh, there's a quote. I tried to um, find the source of this quote. I'm, I'm, I'm terrified. I've shared this with a few of you guys. Uh, maybe it was just like the college. I was an English major when I started college. Um, and so maybe it's just like that in me, but I'm terrified of plagiarism. So if I can find anything that I've got from anybody else, I'm trying to cite it, right? I want to show you my work. Uh, unfortunately, I could not find uh, any origin for this quote, although I found it in many, many different places. Uh, but the quote is, you will become what you are becoming. Does that make sense? You will become what you are becoming. If every practice in your life is pointing you in one direction, you're not going to wake up in five years and all of a sudden be over here. That's not the way that it works. 
So whatever it is that you feel that you want to become, you need to put practices in your life today that are going to get you to that place. Because whether you do it intentionally, whether you do it, uh, you put the effort into, into figuring out what those are going to be, you are going to become what you are becoming right now. And maybe that's something that you want it to be, and maybe it's not. And that's why we should take control of that. And so I've got two challenges for you. Again, we've been talking a lot about gathered, scattered, right? And so I've got a, a gathered challenge for you, and I've got a scattered challenge for you. The gathered challenge is easy. Some of you guys already pass. The challenge for gathering, how can you be a part of a rule and rhythm, a gathered rule and rhythm here at Awaken Church? Easy. Participate in our worship gathering regularly and belong to a missional community. If you commit to doing those two things, then you have a set rule and rhythm. You're going to have concrete practices that come from being here in worship gathering. You're going to have concrete practices that come from meeting together as a missional community. And you're going to rhythm, right? We do gather for worship weekly. Every MC has a rhythm. They're slightly different than one another's, but most of them are weekly or bi-weekly. They're getting together to engage in these rules uh, uh, regularly and repeatedly, right? So if you... Uh, attend and participate in our worship gathering and you belong to a missional community, you are living into a gathered rule and rhythm. Uh, last one, challenge number two. There's three questions here. And so this is about setting up a scattered rule and rhythm. What does it look like for you as an individual to have these rules and rhythms in your life that shape you into the person God has called you to be? I can't tell you what it looks like. And so instead, I'm just going to ask you three questions. Uh, I would even encourage you, I don't normally do this. I'm not a, a pusher. I don't like to challenge people. I want you to want it for yourself, right? I don't want you to do it because I, I asked you to. Uh, if you are a note taker, either jot this down in your program in the note section that we give you. Uh, snap a picture of these questions as they're up on the screen. If you use a notes app uh, in your phone, jot these down because these really uh, you can't answer in the next 30 seconds. Uh, that, uh, that we're going to be closing out together. So here's the three questions. Number one, what grace-filled practice do you want to engage in that will help you draw near to God? This is that healing in rhythm, right? What grace-filled practice do you want to engage in that will help you draw near to God? How frequently do you want to engage in that practice, right? Rule, grace-filled practice. Rhythm, how frequently? And so for this challenge, I just want you to pick one thing. Start with that, right? You don't go from zero to 100 right away. Pick one thing that's in this healing in. How can I practice the presence of God? How can I draw near to God in a regular and repeated way? Question number two. This is our, our raising up, right? Community. What grace-filled practice do you want to engage in to help you stay close and united with fellow Christ followers? What grace-filled practice do you want to engage in to help you stay close and united with your fellow Christ followers? How often do you want to engage in that practice? Right? Set a rule, set a rhythm. It's that simple. Last question. Question number three. This one's a twofer. What grace-filled practice do you want to engage in to help you to be a blessing to those who don't yet know Christ? What practice will help you become friends with non-Christians? I've talked to so many people in my life that just said, there's nothing that I do in my life that puts me into contact with people that don't know Jesus. 
I go to church. I'm there this many nights a week, right? I'm friends with people in my church. We hang out together. Maybe I work at a, at a Christian institution or a Christian organization. Maybe I'm on staff at a church, right? And so there's no sphere in my life where I interact with non-Christ followers. That's a problem. Find a way, find a practice in your life that helps you meet and have genuine relationships with non-Christ followers. I can guarantee you there's some on your street. And then how often do you want to engage in that practice? So again, pick a, a rule and then set a rhythm. You can start with three things, right? These, are, these can be seasonal. Maybe once something comes natural and it's second nature and it doesn't take as much effort, that you can say, okay, how can I grow this? How can I look at setting another rule and rhythm in my life? And so to close out, uh, just to give you an example, uh, Heather and I, uh, we set a rule and rhythm for ourselves a, a few months ago several months ago, actually, that we were going to live into as a, as a family, right, that's scattered, not our, our gathered rule and rhythm. And uh, the reason that each of those practices say grace-filled, right, a grace-filled practice is because what we don't want this to turn into is legalism, where it's a check, a list of check marks that we have to sign off every week, right? Yes, I did that. Yes, I did that. Yes, I did that. There's grace filled in these. So it's not that if you aren't doing it, God is going to be upset at you. And if you are doing it, God's going to be pleased with you, right? It's we pursue these things because we want to be transformed in this journey as we walk in these pathways as we use that language here at Awaken. So for us, just to help you maybe put, put some stuff together, uh, for us, uh, for healing in, both of us set up specific times within our week, right, where we can set aside and say, okay, this time is devoted to spending time uh, either reading or listening or engaging in some way that is both spiritually and intellectually fulfilling. I do so much scripture reading for my job that I just, it's, I read it and then I walk away and God didn't speak to me at all. You can be in scripture without engaging in transformative practices, right? And so we both set up times in our week specifically dedicated to uh, spending time being both uh, spiritually and intellectually engaged as part of spending that time in God's presence. And then we had a, a, our raising up, right? We committed. Our life looks crazy right now. You guys know for the last year plus, we've been dealing with home renovations and then plumbing repair. And then we actually had to leave our house for a while and slept on some of y'all's uh, beds and floors. We appreciate that while they fixed our house up. And so it's been really hard for us to have people over to our home right now because it is a nightmare. Uh, however, we committed in spite of that to at least once a month to sharing a meal with a, a member of Awaken outside of our normal missional community times, right? So we're already sharing two to three meals a month with our missional community. We said outside of that, we want to have at least one meal a month with another family from Awaken. And then finally, for our sending up rhythm, we said that uh, in the same way that we want to at least once a month uh, set up a, a, an intentional time of sharing a meal with somebody from outside of our community that doesn't know Jesus. And so again, we do that already in our missional communities, right? But this is something that we said outside of that, we want to, as a family, have at least one meal uh, a month with someone who does not know Christ. And so this is the very simple uh, rule and rhythm that we set up for ourselves. It's clean, it's easy to remember, and it's easy to follow. But unless we are intentional about them, we will, again, we will become what we're becoming one way or the other. So uh, I just want to pray for you guys. Please take those questions. Don't let this be a, I jotted this down on the program and then I left the program on the chair when I walked out, right? These are questions that, again, if we engage in them regularly and repeatedly, will transform your life. Because our spiritual health is shaped 
by the practices that we engage in or the lack of practices that we're engaging in. Let me close this in prayer. Father God, I thank you so much uh, for being present here with us, for your spirit that fills this place as we worship. And I pray that as we go from here, that we would be able to take and put these things into practice in our lives. That we would uh, commit to being uh, regularly and repeatedly uh, engaging in spiritual practices among other Christ followers and missional communities and in our worship gatherings. That we would say this is too high of a priority for us to just uh, to do when it's convenient. And so I pray that we would be able to walk from here and say, yes, I'm going to engage in gathered rule and rhythm within our missional communities and our worship gatherings. And I pray that as we go from here that you would uh, not let these questions uh, go from us, but that you would have them linger, that you would have them stay in our attention, that we would wrestle through what does it look like for me to put rules and rhythm in my life outside of those gathered practices that help shape me into the individual that you've called me to be. And so God, I pray that you would send your spirit to work in us to help us answer these questions and that you would show us what that looks like. We pray that now as we engage in worship together, that you would speak to us and that you would uh, help us discern what it is that you're calling us to individually and as a community of gathered believers here at Awaken. In Jesus' name, amen.